so my voice is a little gone just because I was going for it in those songs. It was awesome. Um, and that one we just sang, um, it's just a beautiful song. The idea that, that God is calling us deeper and higher into to things that we wouldn't have really called ourselves to places that we wouldn't have called ourselves. And um, for some of you this weekend at Catalina, you got a, a glimpse at what God was calling you out of and what God is calling you to. And for all of us, we have the sense that maybe that, that God designed something more for you in store, that there's something more, that he has a plan and a future, and that he's the God who's outside of time, and so he actually knows what that is, and he can tell us. And, and um, there's this temptation, though, when you get a taste of the more that God wants. There's a temptation when you hear he's calling you to something else. When, there's this temptation when you feel like you're freed from something. There's the temptation to turn back and go to something else. There's a temptation to turn back and go to your old ways and your old patterns, right? So that's like every camp where you're like, this time I'm going to read the Bible. This time I'm going to be different. Or like after you were a total jerk to your parents, next time. Like it's never again, I'm never going to yell at my dad, right? And you just fall back into patterns. And we're, it's so easy for us to go back to the things we never said we would go back to. That's why Proverbs says sometimes we're like dogs that just keep going back to our vomit. Like we keep going back to the, the cruddy things in our past. Um, and so there's this temptation, to go back. And temptation is any desire that leads you away from the freedom that God designed for your life. A temptation is it's this, any desire that, that wants to pull you away from the freedom and the life that God designed for you to have. That's what, that's what temptation is. And so tonight we're just going to be looking at basically what are these five keys for you to, to, to not go back into the slavery that you said that you're freed from. Um, and so we're going to be talking about that tonight. And the, the first thing that I hear when, when we talk about sin or temptation or going back to old patterns is, is this. And you guys maybe have said this before, but everybody's doing it, right? But Joel, everybody's doing it. Everybody's about it. Everyone, and it, everyone could be walking off the edge of a cliff, and you're still like, everybody's doing it. Let's go, right? Have you guys ever heard this, thought this, everybody's doing it? Um, so um, the first thing you can write down is when it comes to temptation, when it comes to not going back into your slavery and your sin, don't follow the crowd. Don't follow the crowd. And um, there's a fun video that you guys can, can watch on the screen that kind of shows the ridiculousness of following the crowd. It's human nature to follow others. Um, don't follow the crowd. That kind of seems ridiculous, but, um, but that's what, don't we, don't we do that? Isn't that like, that's like your Tuesday? That's cool. The irony, there's this irony with teenagers and not, not just you guys, this is like across the board with all studies that shows that teenagers, you want to assert your independence and you want to assert your freedom. And, and so you do that by saying, I'm not going to follow your rules, parents. And you, you just, you, you say, no, screw that. I'm going to just be on my own, and I'm going to be liberated and free and do whatever I want. But really, when you step into this, you're looking side to side, and you're saying, but everybody else is doing it too, right? But everybody else is like, I'm free. I'm not going to follow your rules. I'm not going to be enslaved by that. But, but everyone, you're all doing this too, right? Like, I'm going with the crowd. Like, there's this irony that you think you're free, but you're actually walking into a different kind of social slavery called peer pressure. Um, so one of the things we need to know is, like, if you want to remain free, if you want to keep pursuing the things that God has for you, don't follow the crowd. There were these crazy, um, like, um, my mom wrote a book, and, like, the first chapter of her book, look it up, you can look up Janet Lynn Mitchell. She has a ton of books she's written. And the first chapter of one of her books, she talks about the L.A. riots, um, like the Rodney King riots. There was, this, um, there was this guy where there was this, um, basically, th there was this ruling that came down, and it was, like, kind of like a... Um, 
people were really upset because there was this like, like racial component that was happening in the trial. But anyways, that's not the point. The point is like people would be driving by on freeways and there would be like dumpsters on fire. There was like people who were looting, who were throwing chairs into like their local like, like drugstores, like people who never would have gone like over the edge. It was just like, like thousands of people, thousands of people who were out just like looting places. It's like if everybody here were just to go like take on Vons or something across the street. Um, here's the thing, that's CBS. Um, what was crazy about the LA riots, what was crazy about the Rodney King riots is that there were people who you would never expect to do something like that, but because of the crowd, because of the crowd, um, they just went along with it. They just went along with it. Um, in Exodus 23, um, we hear this, Don't, do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. When you give your testimony in, testimony in a lawsuit, do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd, and do not show favoritism to a poor person in a lawsuit. Um, don't follow the crowd or else you get the Holocaust, right? Don't follow the crowd or else you get slavery. Don't follow the crowd or else you're basically going to like treat someone who's made in the image of God like they're trash. Don't follow the crowd because you basically you get the worst human atrocities in history are people who just like went along and followed the crowd. Don't follow the crowd um, because we end up doing things we never would have done on their own. That's why I love to say people don't do stupid things on their own. Right, the first time you do something idiotic, it's, it's not just like you're not, none of you in here are really bold enough to just go do something like ridiculous on your own. It's going to be like, oh yeah, we're going to do this together. And then like you end up doing it together or someone pulls you in on it. Um, and, and so I just want to free you guys up for that. As you're trying to pursue the freedom and the life that Christ has for you, you can't get there if you're following everybody else. Because Jesus says that the way is narrow. The path is narrow. And, and the highway to hell is just wide. All right, so if everybody's going in a direction as Christians, we're people who are going the opposite way and who are pointing to something more. And so the first thing, don't follow the crowd. Two, second thing that you guys can write down is filter what is coming into my heart and mind. When I was backpacking, um, this is like one of the first trips I led. So like five years ago, there was, um, there was a stream right next to like Rock Lake, which even this past year, there was someone who was like, oh, I want to go drink out of that stream. Because people get lazy and they don't want to go out to the actual lake, which is like 15 feet away, and just go get water from there and pump it or whatever. And they just like, they're like, oh, this stream, it looks great. Also, the dudes pee like directly right next to it. So it's like, there was a girl asking me if she could drink the water. And I was like, do you even know what goes on just yonder? Um, yonder? Um, anyways, so there was this girl. And she's like, but it looks great. And I told her no. And then anyways, she goes with her now, Jean and she fills it up with water, and she chugs the whole thing, and she has Giardia for the next three weeks. Okay? She's going both ends craziness. She's got the spuddle plunks. And um, she actually, she was, she, she was actually, she had a summer job, and she got fired because she couldn't leave the, like, she kept, she couldn't be on her post. She kept going to the bathroom. Um, here's the thing. If you want to pursue freedom, there are a lot of things that the world tells you that are good. There are a lot of things that the world tells you and that TV tells you that are good. There's a lot of things that media tells you that are good. There's also a lot of crud, and you need to learn how to filter out the good from the bad so you don't get Giardia. <laughs> um, you need to learn how to filter that. Um, and so a, a way to filter it is you, you need to ask, like, so literally, we have these water filters uh, that we use for backpacking, we're pumping it. Sometimes we'll use iodine. We're just like nuking it with everything because we don't want anything to survive. We just want it to be water. 
But for us, a lot of us, we just let things into our heart and into our mind, whether that's music, the things we watch on TV. We just let things into our heart and our mind without even checking it. Um, and, and so we need to ask, is what I'm letting in, is, it, is that what God's Word says? Is that what God's Word says life is about? Um, also, just an interesting thing I want you to ask, are people making money off of this? Are people trying to make money off of me? Did you know that there are like whole conglomerate organizations that are just trying to make money off of teenagers? Right? They want you to buy their iPhone. They want you to buy their clothes. They want you to listen to their music. And um, we need to like, be honest. There's some messages that we're listening to, and really people are just trying to exploit you guys. So they want you to talk a certain way. They want you to look a certain way. And they're just trying to get your money. And you think you're being independent, and I'm just going with the fashion, or I'm just going to express myself in this way. But really, actually, um, that was actually all baked up in like, uh, like, like an office somewhere where they were trying to do like, um, crazy like, planning to target teenagers, and you're just the result of it. Um, so we need to ask, when we're taking in stuff, are we taking in things that people just, they're trying to exploit us. They want something from us. This culture wants something from us. Romans 12 says, therefore, in view of God's mercy... Um, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. Like, don't be squeezed into this world's mold. Okay, you're craving for something else. Um, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Here's what I want you to get, this first part. In view of God's mercy. Like, why should we not fall into temptation? Why should we have a filter? It's because God doesn't need you to buy his iPhone. God doesn't need you to buy his clothing line. God doesn't need you to listen to his music. God doesn't need you to sleep with him. God doesn't need anything from you. The reason why we, well, the reason why we should do this is because he loves us. He wants nothing from you. He wants nothing from you. Every other voice probably in your life, all these negative voices you're filtering out, they all want something from you. God just says, I love you. I freed you. I've rescued you. I want nothing from you. I don't, I'm God. I don't need anything. And so that's how we, that's how we, should, we should think about these things. Um, so cool. What are we filtering out? Um, the, the first thing, I remember watching the Titanic for the first time when I was in high school. Um, has anyone seen the Titanic? And I hadn't seen it before, but I had heard, and everyone was like, I'd heard about it, and all these people were like, it's the most romantic movie ever. It's just so amazing, the love story. And then I was watching it. And it's like 14 hours in, and they're sleeping together, like at the bottom of the boat, and she could get like a venereal disease. It's like ridiculous. Like, what the heck are they doing? Like 22 hours into it, they're like, Jack, love me. Right? And you, we all think it's romantic, but it's actually ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, we think that that's a love story, but it's, like, I don't know, have you guys ever done that before? Where, like, you, maybe, like, you haven't watched TV in a while, and then you watch, like, Friends, or you watch, like, I, I mean, we, we just watch these shows where if you just watch them, and you watch them at nauseum, like you just think that everything is normal. But if you were to step away and come back to it, you're like, what the heck? They're sleeping with each other. Why are they doing this? Why, why did that? Like, there's just things that don't shock us because we've listened to it. When I was um, in junior high, there was like a certain type of music that I had to stop listening to because um, like, I ended up like cussing to my friends. Um, and I'm like, why am I cussing? It was because I was listening and, and like I was letting this music that was really, because you know music and movies and all that, it actually shapes our heart, it shapes our thoughts, it shapes all those things, and so I had to stop doing that. Um, so what are the things that we're taking in? We need to filter that. Um, what are the voices that are coming, that you're letting into your heart? So that could be music, that could be friends, that could be movies, um, whatever it is. What are those things? Um, the third thing, know that temptation... Know that sin, sorry, that sin is a, tw- is, um, is a good thing that's been twisted. 
Has anyone ever wondered why like sin feels so good? Has anyone ever wonder why, like, oh, but everyone's having such a great time. It looks awesome. It feels awesome. Has anyone ever wondered that? Okay. Um, everybody here. And here's what I want you to get. Behind every stupid, idiotic thing, behind anything dumb, the, think of like the, the dumbest, most idiotic thing that you've ever done. Now say it out loud. Just kidding. Uh, just think of that. Behind, behind whatever that thing is, is something good. Okay, let's just, um, I'm going to focus on a couple things as examples. It's not that I'm, um, like, like an example, like if, even if you just take partying. What's behind partying is something really good. Because if you think about it, what is partying? You're being in community. You want to be able to be vulnerable without having any inhibitions. You want to try to, you want to be in a space where you can be yourself. Hey, look at me. A space where you can be yourself, where you can have fellowship with other people. And you feel like that, that, that you can just be honest with who you are. So behind partying, it's something good and godly that he designed and implanted with you. You're just being like a, a, an idiot trying to get it, right? Like, like behind, um, like, like, I don't know, like, like, again, I was talking about like we all, like if you were ever to do something dumb, you'd often do it with someone else. Like behind the first time that people use drugs, like behind that is really this desire. They wanted community. They wanted friendship. And so they just kind of followed whatever that was. Um, behind Advent, like actually behind video games. I know because I know some of you are, like you have like some serious video game addictions in here. Um, just to be honest, um, behind video games and you playing video games is the desire for you to be adventurous. It also could be the desire for you to be in community. So there's good desires that are good and godly desires, but you're just like they get twisted and you try to pursue them in these places that can't give you them. Um, so when like don't feel bad that you have a temptation towards something. Right? Like, temptation isn't sin. They're two different things. Temptation is a desire to be about something that God doesn't want. Sin is you actually falling into that and entertaining that. They're two different things. Do you guys track with how temptation and sin are different? Okay. Um, cool. So, um, number four. Tell someone when a temptation becomes a pattern. You guys are not just like... Um, there are some different religions that, that describe people as being like... Um, just a soul, right? You guys are not just like a soul. Like when the Bible talks about what it means to be human, you are like your body and your mind and your soul, they're all interconnected. You're not just like a flame or something. Right? There are some religions that believe that the body was just bad in your body. You can do whatever you want with your body and it doesn't impact you. Well, that's not true. Like we know that when we do things in our body, it actually affects our brain. Okay, and so you can ask Brooke because uh, she's a marriage and family therapist, we're going through that. And you can ask her, and she can tell you, that when you do things in your body, it affects you physiologically. Um, and so what will happen, you might, have, um, you might have things that you start doing now, and it actually rewires your brain, and you actually can get into just like, um, you, you get these neural pathways. So like when you start to do things, it becomes easier to do those things. Um, the cool thing is you guys are so young that your brain can change, your brain can heal, and you might feel like right now you're in a rut um, and you can't get out of it, but, but there is hope for that. There is hope because there can be healing. But I want, what I want to tell you, if you see there's a temptation in your life, and it's not like I blew it one time type of thing, it's like I'm stuck in this rut and I keep doing these stupid things that I don't want and I can't get out. And I've tried to get out before. If, you've, if you feel like a temptation has become a pattern, 
that's the point where we really want to invite you to talk to one of your leaders about this. Because you trying to get out of that is you like looking up like 10,000 feet and being like, I can jump out. It's like, dude, no, you can't. You've tried to get out before. Um, so tonight, that, this might be the time, if you feel like there's a, a pattern in your life that is not healthy that you can't get out of, this could be a time for you to talk to someone who is trustworthy um, and who can help you out. And so that'd be one of your, one of your counselors. Um, it also could be me. Just come, I mean, um, I might seem scary. I hope I'm not. Um, come, come, Adam, don't shake your head, yes. Um, like, you might have, you might have uh, an addiction, a propensity. You might have something going on. Come talk to me. Um, also, this might be a chance, too, for you to talk to, like, a licensed professional um, therapist. Not because there's any shame in any of that, but there is hope. You guys are so young that if, if you feel like you're trapped in these things, let's get out of them now. Let's heal from them now. Because when you're 30, man, it's difficult. It's rough. Okay. Um, so tell someone when a temptation becomes a pattern. Um, and then there's, this is just kind of the last thing I'm going to end on tonight before we go into some discussion. Um, there's this guy named Joseph, and... You guys have heard the story of Joseph, right? Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. He ends up, and he's enslaved. And slaves back then were a little bit different. Uh, slaves actually were literate. Uh, it's not like American slavery. And he was, like, super high up um, in, um, like, yeah, basically super high up in, in Egypt. And he ends up having this crazy thing where his boss's wife wants to sleep with him. Um, right? Awkward. Um, and, um... So he, he wants, uh, it's, it's Potiphar's wife wants to sleep with him, keeps trying to sleep with him, and he keeps denying it, and you guys put the scripture up. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. <laughs> Amen. All right. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. She's probably good looking. We don't know. Um, but he refused with me. Listen to this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being silly. Um, with me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns has entrust, was entrust, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though, uh, and though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even sleep with her. This is wild. And I want you to notice a couple things about this. First of all, um, Joseph recognizes if I do this, because he can. He can do it. Like, sh she wants it. Like, it, it, he probably can, like, like, he can't. He knows that he has the ability to do this. But if he does, what's going to happen? What's it going to cost? Is it going to cost his, his master's trust? What else does he say? Go back to the scripture. What else did you say? God. What about God? Okay, so he recognizes this. You need to, I want us to get this. I want us to get this. When we sin, it's not just that like we sin against us and we kind of screw ourselves up, and it's not that we just sin against somebody else. When you do that, you're doing it against God. You're doing it against God. So what that means is it was when we blow it, we do get to confess to God, and we get to say, God, I've blown it. We don't just confess to the other person, we confess to God, because um, really that's what's happened. So, um, but he's, he, you can see Joseph, he's honest and direct what's going on. He has this perspective about how it, it's not just against this other person, it's also against God, and then he has a strategy that he's not going to let this happen. Um, but of course, he's like a slave, so he can't really leave, right? Um, but this is the, the, the really fun part. 
One day he went into the house to attend his duties. He's just doing it. He's he's doing his thing, and and none of the household servants uh, was inside. Here, here's probably why, because Potiphar's wife probably sent them all away, um, so she could move in. All right. Um, she caught him by his cloak and said, "Come to bed with me." Oh, isn't? There's a lot of things I could say right now, um, but you are all going to get the opportunity to make the choice he's about to make, and you're probably getting that opportunity this year. Here's what he chooses. Track with this. Track with this. He left his cloak in her hand, and he ran outside. So he's probably naked at this point. Um, So he left the cloak in her hand, and he runs. I need you to get this. Sometimes the strongest thing to do is run, is to get out of there, to get out of the house, to get out of the backseat of that car. Sometimes the strongest thing for you to do is get out of that friend group. The strongest thing for you to do is run, because you know that you're not strong enough to stand there. Are you tracking with this? You can write that in. Run from Temptation. Sometimes the strongest thing to do is just flee. Scripture says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual powers in the heavenly realms. Uh, First Peter says that the devil is like a lion that, cro- that crowds around, waiting for someone to devour. There is someone who 24-7 wants to destroy you wants to tempt you and draw you away from God's intention for your life. And that is freedom and wholeness and a plan and a hope and a future. And there's one that wants to destroy that. And so there's these moments where we just need to flee. And so I got got three questions, and then we're going to go talk. Um, Here we go. Um, Where are you just following the crowd? Where are you just following the crowd? Second thing, what are you letting into your heart and mind? Some of you, you're going to need to change your playlist on Spotify if you're going to take Jesus seriously because you know those things are shaping your heart and mind in a way that's leading you away from life. Let's just be honest. Um, some of us need to evaluate what are we listening to, what are we watching, what are our friends, what, what, what are we letting, what, what are we intaking into our heart because we need to establish and create that filter. The third thing, where has temptation become a pattern in your life? And this one you might not be super down to share in, in small groups about. I get that because there might be some stuff that you're like, I, I don't know if, if I've ever shared this with anyone. Um, so I, I would invite you to, to, to share that tonight, but also just find your counselor afterwards or come talk to me. Um, text them later. We would love to, to start um, this journey of walking you into freedom. So those are the five ways because there's no going back. Jesus doesn't want you to go back to those things. He's freed you from those places. The only one that can bring you back is yourself. All right, so no going back? No going back. All right. Let me pray for us. Jesus, um, Jesus, thank you that you, um, that you say that you have victory over sin, that you have victory over the evil one, and that you have given us um, your spirit and your power to walk in freedom. And I guess I just tonight I, I pray that we would get weary of trying to get better on our own and that we would get weary of trying to change on our own. 
and that we would really um, be able to be honest with others and, um, and honest with you uh, about what's keeping us from pursuing freedom tonight. Uh, Jesus, we love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right.